Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake joined, as always, by Gabby Urrutia. And following Saturday's 7-on-7 Big Man Camp, we kind of recapped those uh, events with an instant reaction podcast. So if you haven't gotten a chance to, to check that one out, uh, go listen to it. You know, we, we talked mainly just about that seven on seven and big man camp and uh, who looked good, who earned some offers, um, et cetera, et cetera. In this podcast, we're going to discuss how things went from an official visit standpoint over the weekend. Those wrapped up on Sunday. So we have Gabby here to cover the buzz, the scoop coming out of those visits before we jump into that, I want to highlight today, if, if you're listening on Monday, um, it's the final day to take advantage of this 60% off deal for an annual subscription that 24-7 Sports has going network-wide. Um, that's 60% off for an annual subscription that runs you about 43 bucks. Uh, Gabby's been killing it on the recruiting front. On the message board, he's always engaged, always uh, answering questions and providing quick scoops on the board. So if you think uh, the coverage on this podcast from a recruiting standpoint is good, it's even better uh, if you follow along on the website. So uh, it goes deeper, I guess I should say, on the website. So um, got that out of the way. Appreciate everyone who's already subscribed and has taken advantage of the deal over the weekend. Um, Thank you so much. Your support means everything. So, Gabby, let's jump into the official visit weekend. Um, and let's start with the the headliner, right? Five-star defensive lineman David Hicks out of Katy, Texas. Number five overall player in the country, according to the composite. Um, 
you know, this one's going to be a battle probably all the way to the end. Artie has visited Michigan State. His second official visit was to Miami. Um, I think it's what his third trip in this calendar year. So he's he's getting pretty familiar with the uh, UM campus staff, everything that uh, you know is is good about South Florida. So what are the vibes with Mr. Hicks coming out of the official visit? Yeah, uh, I mean, de- again, the the visits are are important. You know, the fact that he's been been down already a few times, I think that's definitely notable. And yeah, like you mentioned, David, I think this one is going to go the distance. I mean, he had Michigan State last weekend. You know, uh, Miami this past weekend. Uh, he's going to go see Oregon at some point. You know, in June. I'm not sure if it's this coming weekend or the weekend after. Uh, but you know, there's a there's a lot of schools that are still in the mix here. And yeah, he we, he did use three of those five official visits on those three programs, but he told me after these three officials, he's going to then drop a top five. So I think that there's schools that he's going to go see this summer or that he maybe has already seen this summer that may not crack that top five because you still have to factor in Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma. He told me Alabama and Ole Miss are also in there. So, I mean, you figure that Alabama probably makes that cut. Texas A&M, I mean, has done it at, a re- at an incredibly high level, and he's been there a few times, has recently been at Texas. He's been to Oklahoma a bunch too. So I think that there's still a lot of ma- major big-time programs in here. We'll have two more official visits to, you know, sort of have in his back pocket for the fall. You know, he didn't rule out, uh, you know, coming back to Miami for, let's say, a Saturday home game. But I do think that, you know, there is some other programs in there that – I think still need to be highly considered. And again, just because these three schools got officials or are getting summer officials, I don't think that that necessarily means that those are three of the five schools that are going to yeah. be in there. So uh, Miami has their work cut out for them. I think they've done a really good job of, you know, staying consistent in this recruitment and being a, a you know, a major factor in it. Uh, you know, he's been on campus multiple times. So I think that's one thing Miami has going for them. Rod Wright has been a, a key in this too. So as Jason Taylor, Joe Salave, of course, and definitely Mario Cristobal. So Miami has the work cut out for them, uh, but this is uh, this is a recruitment that I expect to go deep into December. What do you think is the main thing that stands out about Miami for David Hicks? Is there is there a big factor for him that you think is intriguing from a Miami standpoint? I think it's an opportunity to come in here and, and compete. Uh, you know, Miami has. Of course, Leonard Taylor, a couple guys like that. Leonard Taylor will be draft eligible next year. They did go out and get some guys in the transfer portal. But I think that as a you know five-star top-ranked defensive lineman in the country, I think there's opportunity. And you know, Texas A&M just signed that ridiculous uh, number one overall recruiting class, and it featured, what, seven top two, four, seven defensive linemen, a couple of those guys being five stars. There's a lot of, there's a lot of competition there. Alabama recruits top defensive linemen year in, year out. Texas, of course, but I think with Miami, it's that, you know, this is a program that the roster is being built. They're sort of just sort of trying to get this thing rolling. Mario Cristobal's trying to, you know, recruit his guys in there. And I think David Hicks is one of those prospects that he's zeroed in on that he feels like he could potentially build 
that front and that, you know, that the front part of that defense around you, we hear Chris Paul time and time again, talk about the trenches on Saturday, David, when he was kind of talking to the offensive and defensive linemen after those one-on-one sessions, he was talking about how important the trenches are, how, how it all starts in the trenches. It feels like that's something he just consistently reiterates. And I think that's a mentality that he have. And I think, I think David Hicks is one of those guys that could potentially anchor that for him. And I think that's what makes him so valuable for Miami. And I think that's where Miami could potentially give him an opportunity to come in and truly compete as a true freshman. Texas A&M has one crystal ball prediction right now um, from national expert, Steve Wolfong. Um, If, if you were, if I pressed you to place a crystal ball, this is going to be hard because he's not even close, right. To, And he, he's a good poker player, right? He's not right. showing his hand at all. Man, a few words for sure. Do you think Texas A&M should be considered the team to beat? Or how do you view it? Yeah, I, I feel like you can't rule out Texas A&M just, and just what they're doing. It's, it's, I mean, it's obvious what what they've done. And, but again, if you're, I think one of the, I think maybe, an, I don't know if it's an unintended consequence. I'm sure A&M, uh, is probably sort of feeling it a little bit of just stacking those types of talents. It's it's probably going to be pretty hard to get, you know, one of those guys the following year. Let's not forget, you know, uh, uh, was it uh, LJ Overton? Um, I can't remember his first name. I think it's LJ Overton. He reclassified to the class of 2023. He was, I believe, the top-ranked defensive lineman in, uh, in um, what was it, the Oh, he reclassified to 2022. He was one of the top prospects right. in 2023 and he reclassified to 2022. So there's even a kid in David Hicks's really age group that is already there. That's essentially like a 2023. Cause I think the plan is for him to red shirt and do all that type of stuff. So I, it's a really crowded room. I'm not sure if I would necessarily go Texas A&M right now, maybe Oklahoma, I think is probably a, a school that I would watch out for. And okay. then, I mean, can you ever write out Alabama for a guy like this? I right. mean, I feel like if Alabama really, makes that push. I, I feel like Alabama would be pretty tough to beat. So I, I think those three are probably the ones I'm watching closest right now. Of course, I think Oregon could be intriguing and all the others as well, but uh, I'm not ruling out Oklahoma. I, I know he's been there a ton of times. And then of course, Alabama. Do you feel good about Miami making his top five whenever that comes out? I think they will. And again, he he's been here a few times now. Um, I I'm hoping that they could, I mean, a couple of these schools I'm, I had imagined would make that top five, you know, of the trio of Michigan state, Oregon, and Miami that are getting these official visits. I, I, I don't, I, I think it would be tough if, you know, two of those schools were written off or anything like that, but I feel like Miami could be one of those schools that makes that top five. I, I'm guessing we'll, we'll find out here pretty soon, but, uh, you know, I would, I would lean towards Miami being a part of that top group. Let's go on to the next prospect that visited on the defensive line, Sadir Mitchell, 6'5", 335. Um, Georgia is a heavy favorite on the crystal ball at this stage. Um, Looks like he already official visited to Georgia. Uh, But Mr. Mitchell, Gabby, he's a four-star guy. Um, What do we need to know about him? Yeah, uh, he took an early flight uh, back home to New Jersey on Sunday morning. So I'm not even sure he made it to Coral Gables. He might have been one of the prospects that left from the hotel that morning. Um, But, you know, again, 
another guy that again the big body. I mean, we talked about how Jordan, how Georgia could potentially sell that Jordan Davis sort of role on him, and you know he is that big sort of body type that uh, you know I think Miami wants to sort of add to them add to the mix and it might be tough. I'm getting the vibe that, you know, it's going to be tough to beat Georgia. It's going to be, I think Texas A&M again is another, is another school that's factoring in there. So, you know, two major sec programs, Miami's battling. Um, I think it would be a, I think it's be pretty tough for Miami to come out on top of that one, but you got the official visit. Uh, you're in, you never really know what happens once that, once that sort of plays out, it seems like he's taking a few in the summer. Cause I believe he got to Georgia and Texas A&M at the end of May or went got to one of them at the end of May. So seems like we're seeing the, the run of officials now. Antonio Tripp, Miami's offensive line, one of Miami's offensive line commits uh, from the state of Maryland. He is a three-star, uh, according to the composite. Um, he served as a nice ambassador for Miami. Um, anything new there? Uh, with Mr. Tripp coming out of this weekend. Yeah. You know, Miami, again, views him as that ambassador of the class. I think they, you know, they really like what he's done in terms of just being a representative, uh, you know, small class right now. I believe what it's uh, five, six guys that are, that are committed right now. Uh, and Antonio Tripp is, is by far the, the loudest and the most active in terms of trying to get other guys on board and, you know, just really representing the class. So that's something that, you know, Miami's, you know, I think they're still holding on to that commitment firmly. Uh, you know, there's other guys that they're still recruiting at his position. Uh, one that they brought on for an official visit this week as well. But, you know, Miami definitely values Antonio Tripp. And, you know, I don't think anything happened this weekend that would, you know, indicate otherwise. Yeah, Antonio you know, probably projects as a center. So let's transition into another center that was visiting Miami this weekend and Connor Liu um, out of the state of Georgia, uh, 6'3", 280. Um, he, I believe as well, no, nope, no crystal ball predictions at this stage, um, but it's kind of looking like a Clemson, maybe a little bit of Georgia and uh those are the two schools that Miami has to battle for Mr. Lou. What's, what's the sense coming out of his visit? Yeah, I think that there's, you know, some confidence in Coral Gables that they're, they put themselves in a pretty good spot there, even coming into the visit, you know, just kind of some Clemson buzz. Uh, Miami's sort of held their ground. And I think that they're feeling all right about where they stand there. This is now the third time that Lou's been down in South Florida. The second time since Alex Mirabal, Mario Crispall, and those guys have been at Miami and, you know, just talking to Lou coming off the visit, it sounds like, you know, he's really buying into the whole developmental aspect of, of what these guys have to offer, you know, between uh, Alex Mirabal and, you know, what he's done in the past with, with his guys at Oregon. And then of course, Mario Cristobal being so involved as the head coach with the offensive lineman. I, I think that's a pretty rare combo. And I think both those guys are viewed as two of the brightest offensive line minds in college football. And, you know, again, I think that they have a, you know, what he told me is that they have a, they have a plan for him and, you know, they have a, you know, they, he sees where he could just work and just grow at Miami. And again, trying to build up that front and to get a, a strong big time. I mean, really a, a center is never really going to, blow up in the rankings. They're never going to be high four stars or anything like that. But, uh, you know, he, he's obviously highly touted at the position with Clemson, Georgia, Miami, and Auburn all 
factoring in there. So, uh, you know, I know within the industry, you know, within the, the coaching realm, you know, Connor Lou has a, a lot of respect for what he can do at center. And, you know, Miami's definitely trying to sell him on potentially being the center of the future at Miami. So he's already visited Clemson. He's set to visit Georgia this weekend, I believe. Yeah. Um, how do you, do you view that as like a, like Clemson maybe has a slight edge at this point and, and but maybe Miami closed the gap a little bit this weekend? I do think Miami closed the gap a little bit this weekend. And again, coming off that Clemson visit, that was sort of the buzz, but Clemson got a bunch of commitments from that massive official visit weekend that they hosted that had what over 30 prospects in there. And, you know, a couple offensive linemen, you know, a couple tight ends at this point and a receiver, you know, a bunch of guys that were there that weekend ended up committing. Connor Liu, despite all the buzz around that, did not commit. I mean, he's kind of going through these official visits. And I think that's a positive for Miami. I think getting him back is, uh, again, I think it was a way for them to close the gap. You still got to get through Georgia, who's the powerhouse in-state program and then Auburn who you know might be the fourth program I think of the of the group so um, I think that there's still a little ways to go and I think even after all this I'm not 100% sure that he completely shuts it down I think that's the plan but he does that he does have that fifth and final official visit in his back pocket and you know he kind of hinted that he would use it in the fall if he feels like he wasn't ready to choose a school tight ends uh, Reed McKeska out of the state of Texas, three-star guy, 6'6", 233, um, former Clemson commit. You logged a crystal ball prediction for Mr. McKeska following his visit. Gabby, um, explain yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good there. Uh, you know, it was, you know, coming into the visit, it was basically Oklahoma, Miami, Florida, uh, expected to get official visits in that order. Those were his top three. Uh, the last time he was down here in South Florida for that, un- that first unofficial visit, he basically told me that, you know, it was going to be one of those three schools that he was going to attend, went to Oklahoma who got a crystal ball forecast coming off that Clemson decommitment, you know, visited Oklahoma, did all that, came back to Miami, uh, this weekend, Loved it. And, you know, basically told me, you know, as he was walking off campus that he's planning that he's not sure he's even going to get to Florida next weekend. I think that there's a chance that he sort of shuts it down and uh, kind of chooses between Oklahoma and Miami. I'm liking where Miami stands right now. I was definitely, you know, I think that Oklahoma visit was, was good, obviously, but he called the Miami visit the best one that he's ever been on. And, uh, you know, for you to kind of make the decision to, to shut things down after calling Miami, the best visit you've been on, on the heels of an Oklahoma trip. I think that, uh, you know, kind of reading the tea leaves, I'm feeling where Miami's standing right now. And uh, I think that they did a lot. And, uh, you know, I think Miami did more than enough to sort of show themselves as, as the program, for, the program for him. If he doesn't go to Florida, I mean, he might already be on commit watch, but if he doesn't go to Florida this weekend, which we'll see, right. Um, I think guys should always take their visits, but we'll see if that works out. Um, do you consider him to be on commit watch now or, or not quite at that point? Yeah. I mean, I think he, I mean, I think the plan was to kind of go home and talk to his parents about it. And once they sort of have those conversations, maybe they just do their due diligence and go see Florida regardless. I know that they've been there already for an unofficial visit, so it's not like they haven't been there in the past. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely have read my Keska on, on commit watch and, you know, uh, not, I'm not, I don't think he's set a date or a time or anything like that, but 
I'm sort of on alert if, uh, you know, him just kind of going off and, you know, just doing his thing and potentially just shutting it down. I'm definitely not ruling that out. How's he look from a physical standpoint? Does he look all of six, six ish two thirty ish? Yeah. I mean, I think he's definitely up there. I would say anywhere between six, five, six, six, you know, again, I think he's a guy that, you know, has a frame where you can put on weight. He can, he can dunk a basketball. He's ran, he, you know, he's ran the lasers at uh four, six, five in the 40. Uh, so, you know, pretty big time athlete that I think Miami again, I know we've talked about this on the pod before that, you know, it could be a threat both as a blocker that they can bulk up a little bit and, you know, potentially as a, as an H back type, which is, which he played a little bit of in high school. And so I think that they view him as a guy that can, that can do a little bit of everything, but definitely, you know, can be a big time blocker for them as well. So um, yeah, I, I think he has the frame to be able to do all those sorts of things. Staying at tight end, uh, Jackson Carver, um, 6'6", 220, another big frame guy. Uh from the state of Indiana, uh, set to visit Iowa at the end of this month. Um, what are the vibes for Mr. Carver coming off his Miami visit? Yeah, I, I, th- I think this is another guy Miami really wa- really wants. I, I wrote in, you know, the insider, I wrote, you know, just ahead of the official visits. Like, I think if Miami could land Reed Mikeska and Jackson Carver, they'd be really, really happy about that duo. And you know, what those guys bring. And I do think that Jackson Carver is one of those guys that they sort of pushed a little bit for this weekend. Uh, You know, this was, again, he spent a few days in South Florida earlier in the spring with his family and all that stuff. So everyone's sort of been here. He's familiar, familiarized himself with it. And uh, so, you know, he didn't learn a whole ton new about the program, but it was just good to sort of be back around. And, you know, I think he's going to go see Alabama for an unofficial visit uh, on Wednesday. Uh, I think he could get to LSU. That could be either unofficial or official. I think he's still trying to figure that out. And then he has Iowa again, uh, you know, at some point at the end of the month, I believe the 20, the weekend of the 24th. So a few other schools in the mix there, but I think Miami's feeling okay about where they're standing right now. And uh, I will say caught some by surprise that uh, it was my Keska that, you know, was maybe the one that they felt they came out of the weekend feeling better about when uh, maybe going into the weekend, some thought it could have been, Carver that or maybe going into the weekend, they're feeling better about, you know, where they sort of Carver. So um, I think both guys are, you know, pot- are potential tight ends in the class. And I think at this point, it's pretty fair to assume that Miami would like to take two. With Carver, uh, you know, being a guy from Indiana, uh, South Florida can be a different place to live, right. right? Than the Midwest. Did you get any, any read on that? The vibes, just how he felt about South Florida and, and Miami in general. Yeah. He said he hung out with Will Mallory. He said he hung out with Elijah Royo and Dominic Mamorelli. And he said that he really loved being around those guys that he got a, you know, he enjoyed just their company, enjoyed being around them. He said they all got along well. So yeah, I feel like that's naturally a personality uh, you know, concerned is, is that going to work being a guy sort of from the Midwest in a t- in a tight end room with, you know, someone from Texas and, uh, you know, obviously I guess, Will Mallory would be graduated by then. And then of course, a lot of South Florida guys, it's, it's definitely different, but, uh, I don't think that that it didn't seem too concerning from his end and, you know, just yeah. sort of being around the team. I think he felt pretty good about it. And just his, his frame, um, physically, how does he look? Yeah. I mean, he, he's a big kid, man. I mean, I think he, I think of the two, I'd probably more be more intrigued about what Jackson Carver would look like, you know, two, three years into a strength program, because he's already a pretty strong and pretty fit kid. You could tell that, 
you know, he works out and he does all those things. I believe he, he spent, uh, I guess it's, I'm not sure if it's a post-grad year or whatever, but I know he reclassified to 2023 as an, as a, when he was originally a 2022 spent that post-grad year at a, I guess a military Academy. And, uh, so that's why the Loomis Chaffee school is, uh, I think it's all thrown off on the profile, but I believe he spent uh, this past year at Culver Military Academy or something like that. And, uh, you know, so he definitely is a is a big kid, man. I mean, I think all of six, four, six, five wide, uh, you know, pretty long. And, uh, you know, again, I think he has that frame where, you know, you can throw 25, 30 pounds on him. And I think he would still look pretty good. So, um, uh, yeah, I think he's another kid that can end up being a big time blocker there on the outside for them. Before we get into a big unofficial visitor this weekend that that was around too, um, how many of these six guys, uh, and we could you know obviously include Antonio Tripp, so that's one. How many of these six guys could you see? You don't have to name specifics, but uh, end up in this class? Yeah, I mean, I could see four or five, maybe. I mean, again, th- assuming everything's go- everything goes really really well, um, you know, I could see. Yeah, again, let's say there's six official visitors. I think it's possible, let's say, four of them end up in the class. Okay. Uh, unofficial visitor, right? Uh, by Job, who uh, is from Norman, Oklahoma, Community Christian School. Um, he was around. He's a top 100 recruit, number 64 overall in the country, edge rusher, 6'4", 215, a guy that's viewed as having a lot of potential, a lot of upside. Um, what's what's the takeaways from his time at UM over the weekend? Yeah, I think one major thing is that he plans on returning for an official visit. I again, this was a, a an unofficial visit that went on for you know a couple of days, so he was basically here. Like, I mean, the same amount of time as an, as any of these official visitors but it wasn't considered an official visit. You know, they had to pay their own way to be here and, and all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, I think there is plans to return for an official visit in the fall. So I think that that's a positive. He had a lot of really great things to say about coach Jason Taylor, uh, Rod Wright. They spent a lot of time together. Uh, again, he's a raw sort of prospect. I think he came here from Senegal with the intention of playing basketball. Mm-hmm. They sort of looked at him and they were just like, Hey man, you need to put your hand in the dirt and just go get after the quarterback. I think he collected 15 and a half sacks in his first year playing football up there in Norman, Oklahoma, which is obviously, you know, right down the street from the university of Oklahoma. But, um, you know, Miami's been on him really, really hard. I've kind of had him in that top targets category on inside you know, basically the, this whole time, just because from what I've, what I've gathered, I mean, this is someone that they, really they view really really highly and it's easy to see why after sort of getting eyes on him and really long really big hands and seems eager to learn uh the position and not again not someone that's been playing football for a long time so um i i think miami did a really really good job here he kind of told me that he kind of got the idea that miami was a big party city and not a lot of football but i think after seeing it with his own two eyes he sees that you know, there's a lot of great football that could potentially be played at Miami and that there's an opportunity for him to really be developed here. So I believe he's going to go see Michigan state and Vanderbilt for official visits. Uh, I believe, you know, LSU, uh, or Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma are, are a couple other, you know, major programs to watch out for. I also love that he plays a little bit like a little bit of like safety or defensive back 
on the seven on seven circuit too. I think he catches some passes for uh C four over there. So, you know, definitely an intriguing, uh, body type, an intriguing athlete. And again, that basketball background, uh, I think is pretty promising. So, you know, he can sort of get after it. If you were to guess, you know, his Miami visit, do you think it would be in the summer or do you think it'd be a fall? I think it would be a fall. Yeah. I don't think he, I don't think he's going to be able to squeeze it in because okay. again, I think he's going to go see Michigan state on the 17th. And I think it sounded like he's going to go see Vanderbilt on the 24th. So, and then okay. it goes dead in July. So right. I think it would be for a game, which I think is good. I think that yeah. you want to try to get as many guys into the fall, you know, later on in the year, hopefully Miami puts together, you know, a few big wins and gets things rolling and you get these guys down here and continue to generate that excitement. All right, Gabby, good stuff. Again, want to highlight 60% off for even more recruiting scoop, VIP scoop on InsideTheU.com. That's 43 bucks. Um, anything else to touch on, Gabby, uh, from this weekend of visitors, or is that it? I think that's pretty much it in terms of these, these visitors. A big week coming up, though. Uh, camp on Wednesday, individual camp. There should be some talented guys in there. And, of course, another big uh, official visit week coming up, so stay locked in. Yeah, Gabby's all over it. Uh, Appreciate his hard work and uh, appreciate everyone here listening to the podcast as always. Until next time, take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.